All right. Hey, everybody. This is Hudson. I want to welcome you to introverts. We are the true silent majority. I, I feel like the time is right now to do this because the truth about the power of introverts is starting to come out. Books, articles, several publications are starting to report data suggesting that the majority of the world are introverts. But we've always been made to feel that being an introvert was wrong. And for those who don't understand this, you know, I grew up in a time where some folks thought that writing with your left hand was wrong. They would try to get you to go with your right one. I'm left-handed. My dad had to make a bunch of trips up to the school to stop teachers from trying to force me right-handed. And what those teachers tried to do to me is exactly what society tries to do with introverts. Everywhere you go, you're forced into these social situations. And the moment you try to take a step back from those situations, not only do extroverts look at you with like, like something's wrong with you, but other introverts do too. It's like, man, my, my own people. But slowly, I'm starting to see a change. But a change like this doesn't come easy. It's going to take a push, and I'm stepping a little bit out of my comfort zone to help it along. And the best way I know how to, to push right now is to tackle what I believe is the biggest issue for introverts like myself. And that's leaving behind this feeling that there's something wrong with you. So let's jump right in. It seemed like the perfect time to start this platform because this, in my opinion, is one of the toughest stretches of time for introverts. The holiday season, it is just not an easy three or four months, right? And, and it doesn't matter what you celebrate. The, the problem is the obligations that come with the holiday season, right? So let's, so let's go back in time for me, for example, right? Growing up, it was just my dad, dad and me. From as far back as I can remember, up through, up through heck, I don't know, um, eighth grade probably, you know, all Christmases and, and Thanksgivings, all that was spent with just me and him. We never went anywhere. And my dad was was probably, he was probably the, the biggest introvert I knew. And we didn't do much with, with our with our family. I mean, I would visit, we, we would visit my, my grandma every now and again, but we never went over there for holidays. So for holidays, it was just always me and him. That was it. That was all. And and that was easy. Uh, just the two of us, you know, we, we tended to find our times and our ways to to go off by ourselves. I mean, I was a kid, so so obviously he had to he had to look after me. But, you know, if I just needed to go and, and play with some toys by myself or, or he would go and he would listen to the radio, just whatever he needed to do to recharge me the same thing, even though at the time I didn't know that's what I was doing, right? So just me and him, that was easy. You know, once I got of age to go to school, I mean, that's where, because when it was just me and him, you, you don't know what's normal and what it, what is it. Now, I mean, I watch TV, I see these big families, but, 
you know, I didn't see a lot of big black families on TV, right? So, you know, I didn't know, you know, I'm 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 black, I'm African American. You know, seeing I, I see nothing but white families doing this stuff. I'm thinking, well, maybe that's just what white families do. I, I didn't think in terms of they're all families did this, right? So, you know, I would see the bit dinners on TV, but you know, I, I didn't think that was something that 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 a lot of families did. Um, but by the time I got in school, you know, school will teach you quick how different you are. You know, so so by the time you get in school, now you got people everywhere asking you, what are you going to do for the holidays? Uh, when the holidays are over, they, they're asking you what you did. You have to give reports, you know, they're saying what you do over over your Christmas break. You know, and and I, you start to hear all these stories like, huh? You know, they they went to they went to grandma's house, spent the weekend there. Um, you know, pretty much spent the whole time almost with all their cousins, and, and woke up Christmas morning. There was like a hundred presents under the tree, and they, you know, it's like, huh? Well, okay, it's just me. I definitely don't have a hundred presents, but. I mean, you got you start to get the picture. I'm starting to realize that there's something, something a little different about my situation. Um, but then here's the other part of it is I'm also starting to realize that I'm I'm not so necessarily comfortable. Now I'm young, young. So like I'm talking about six, you know, uh, seven years old. I'm extremely young, so I, I'm not understanding. You know, I'm just kind of going with the flow, but I'm starting to feel, I remember starting to have feelings of being uncomfortable. We're talking about classrooms of 30 kids or more for six plus hours. Now I'm there all day. I mean, it's, you know, it did not, it just did not sit well with me. Now let's, let's move on to high school. You know, that's where I think I really started reaching my breaking point. Um, you know, it, it was high school now, you know, in, in elementary school, you know, that's, you know, I, I have no idea how many kids were there, but, you know, it was nothing compared to the high school I went to. High school I went to, it seemed like to, it, it, I know it wasn't, but it seemed like it was a million people in there. And it just, it was overwhelming. It was absolutely overwhelming. And, uh, you know, I just could not, I just could not deal and I didn't know why. I had no idea why. And no one teaches you this stuff. No one teaches you this. You know, it's you're you're immediately your outcast and you're made to believe that that you're the problem. And you know, I've come to realize and I'm, and I'm moving ahead a little bit so, so <coughs> All right, edit that out. Um, you know, I, so no one's no one's given me any assistance. I'm, I'm made to feel that 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 I'm the problem. And later on in life, uh, I've realized that that you know maybe I was on the extreme spectrum. 
you know, uh, I, I was one of the extreme cases of being an introvert, but, you know, I definitely wasn't the only one there. Um, you know, others were just able to handle it more easily than I was. Um, others had learned to navigate it much better than I did. And I could suspect that a lot of them, you know, probably did have more interaction with their families than I did. Like I said, it was still just me and my dad at that point. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I knew who my uncles were. I knew who some aunties were. I, I knew who some of the family were, but having any like semi-permanent or, or any regular visitation with them, it just didn't happen. <clears throat> so, um, you know, to be transparent with you all, you know, I failed out at school. I just totally imploded. Um, I stopped going to class. I just, I just couldn't handle it. It was, like I said, it was the, the best word is overwhelming. The work was not super hard. It, it was the, supposed to be the best high school in the city. It, but the work was not a problem. It's just, I, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to deal with it. You know, I didn't want to, it was switching classes. So it's a different group of kids. Every, every class I went to, uh, you know, every year my lunch changed and the people who were on the lunch period changed. So, you know, I, I got to find a new set of people that I feel like dealing with for that time. And it, none of it just worked out for me. Um, now I switched schools. Because like I said, I failed out of that one. And I ended up going to another school, a much smaller school. And it gave me a lot of relief at that point. Again, I have no idea why. Right? Um, but clearly the smaller class sizes, the smaller school in general, gave me a, a it just it was a bit sigh of relief. It, it it just didn't feel like, like everything felt like the walls were like caving in on me. But when I changed schools, went to a much smaller program, I felt much better. Right. And so now, you know, when I moved on to college, you know, it, again, I'm back in that situation again where I'm overwhelmed. And, you know, but by this point, I said, I have to work through this because now I'm, I'm spending money to get a degree. Now I, now I have a, uh, I, I got a scholarship as well. So, so now I feel this obligation to go through because I got the scholarship. Um, but I tell you the first year, you know, my roommate, I, I think I had the worst roommate ever uh, to be an introvert. I think I had the worst roommate ever. And I crave those moments when, when he went home because he, he lived, he, he lived probably about 30 miles from the school, 20 or 30 miles. So on weekends, he would go back home and, and, oh, I loved the weekends. I loved them, you know, not because they were weekends, there was no classes, but he was gone. And so I just had to room to myself. And I, I didn't use the room to, yeah, I invited people over every now and again, but mainly it was, <laughs> I get, I have this alone time. 
and I barely left on weekends because I, I needed that. And like my dad would want me to come visit on weekends and I would say no a lot of times because this was my only time to get by myself. And remember how I said earlier how other introverts will look at you like, well, like why, right? And and so he would look at me or he would ask if like, why won't you come visit me? And I could never explain to him that it was because I just needed to recharge, right? So, you know, so so how did all these, so, so how in all these stages did the holidays, you know, they, cause they all hit a little different in each stage that I've mentioned here. So it was just me and my dad early on, you know, when it came to the holidays, like I said, there was no big deal. It was just me and him, it always was at that point in time, you know, just one person, like I said, me and him could both get in our opposite corners when we needed our time to recharge and it worked out perfectly, right? Um, you know, when, when, like I said, when school came around, started going to elementary school, you know, that's when I started to realize things were different. Um, um, things were different for me and my situation was, was different. I started to realize that having 30 plus kids in the, in the class and 20 and 29 of them are, are, tell, are saying how they visited family and did this while I'm the only one saying, hey, it's just me and, me and my dad. I don't, I don't know nothing about what y'all are talking about. That really opened my eyes right there that I am, I, I'm having some different experiences here. Um, high school, um, that's when I started getting more freedom. Um, I started actually, uh, uh, because I, I, you know, I was very sheltered in elementary school, but in high school, I got that freedom and could go to other people's houses and do this and that, kind of, kind of get a little bit more. Uh, I kind of come and go a little more as I pleased, as long as I stayed within certain parameters, curfew, etc. Um, so I started getting to see some of these interactions between, you know these other kids with their families so so it really reinforced that i was that, that i was i was coming from a very different place than a lot of others were um in college you know you know that's that's when i i started making leaps well actually it was late in high school after i switched schools like my senior year i started making leaps to actually interact more um and so I would visit friends during holidays and, and, and like that. And it was easier then, you know, and, and in college as well, because it was easier then to kind of get out of it. So I could go make a visit, say a quick hello to a bunch of people, and I could kind of ease my way out and no one would hardly notice, right? And and, and, you know, you say hello to some key people, and, and introverts know this, if you say hello to some key people, they will spread the word for you that you were there, right? And you don't have to, and you don't have to say hello to everybody. Like then it will go around. Like if you tell, if you say hello to all the extroverts that are there, right? Or, or a few of the extroverts, they will spread around like, hey, 
you know, did you see Hudson? Hey, you look good, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> and they will spread that around and, and boom, your obligation's done. And, that, and that's, that was kind of easy at that point in time. I kind of figured out that, that little plan there. Um, but when, when I got out of college and got, you know, into the world, I would say, and I started having more deeper relationships, um, as far as, uh, romantic relationships, it was, it got tougher because, you know, when you get into a committed relationship, now what you have is family, you have family. You know, um, and and for for an introvert, that is a problem, right? Um, and let me let me tell you, like my wife, uh, my wife's family, which I proudly say is my family too. I I do feel like a part of the family. You know, they're awesome. They're awesome. You know, and I don't know how much judging me they might do. Or, or, or might think to themselves or, or even say to each other, I don't know. Um, what I do know is that they never force me. Like, this is the first time and the first uh, family amongst all my friends or, or, or any other families I've met where no one has asked me, uh, why don't you talk, right? Because that, that's what we hear all the time right is so why don't you talk why aren't you talking you know we hear that so often that is so annoying um but this is the this is the first time first family where i i have not been asked that and i hope i didn't jinx it you know knock on wood um i hope i didn't jinx that but never have they asked me you know um never have they you know looked at me in a funny way you know when i I'd come over and I'd find my corner to sit in and, and chill out. I, I look on my phone. I just kind of, you know, I let my wife go do her thing until I'm right here. I sit right there, get on the phone and just kind of play on, play around, look around on Facebook or whatever. Right. So I've never, never had an issue. Right. Um, but generally, you know, it's, it's, the obligation, so so here's the first problem with families around the holidays. You have to go, right? You have to go. And for an introvert, that is an issue because we're thinking about that for however long. You know, at the beginning of October, we're thinking about all that. <laughs> for some, maybe even sooner, right? We're thinking about these little parties we might have to go to for around Halloween time. We're thinking about the, the big dinner at Thanksgiving. We're thinking about the the, the Christmas, the, the being there around Christmas, saying hello, bringing the gifts and, and doing all that, right? You know, it'd be easier for us if we can go in, say our hellos and get out, but that's just not how it works, right? You know, um, and then here's the second part. That, that's, this, this leads me to the second part. You have to stay. Right, you can't just like I said, you can't just go, say hello, and bounce. You gotta stay, right? Um, like Thanksgiving, you know, what are you gonna get a plate and then leave immediately? That worked for me in college, but you know, it worked when, I, you know, this 
wasn't wasn't my family, right? Yeah, you know, it was it was my best friend. It was one of my friends, so it was, and that was fine. But now, no, I can't just get a plate to go, right? Um, the, the next problem is you have to talk, right? Inevitably, someone's gonna come and want to talk with you, and you know the, and what's okay with that though is that it's one person here and there, right? Um, you know, I've never been in a situation with my family where they, they kind of ganged up on me where it's like three or four people coming to talk to me at once. You know, for an introvert, one-on-one -on -one is the best policy, right? So to have one person come along, talk, chit-chat, you know, that's perfectly fine. Um, ultimately, you know, that that's preferred for a person like me is, is, you know, just one person coming along, talk at a time, you know, once that conversation is done, let me recharge for a little bit, go right back in another conversation and that's all cool, right? Um, but it's when the group start forming and then you're like, I don't want to get in that group, there's four people there. <laughs> I don't want to be, I, I don't want to go into all that. So. Uh, which brings me to the last big issue is the elders table, right? At all these functions, there's an elders table. So, you know, the problem with that is, is that when you come along, you attract the attention of all the elders at that table. So you say hello and, and you're kind of, now you're, you're in the spotlight by however many elders are sitting there. And it's not a one-on-one -on -one deal. So then it's just like, oh, I hope I don't say nothing wrong. You know, I just want to get out of there. You know, why couldn't they be at separate tables? You know, whatever it is you're thinking, it, it makes it tough. It's extremely tough. Um, like I said, my, my, you know, the family I've married into, you know, they, they make it so easy. They do. They make it so easy. I'm definitely appreciative of that. You know, I, I, I don't think, you know, I think my wife is the best. Um, she's very understanding towards it, even though we've never specifically talked about, you know, how much of an introvert I am. It's not something she's ever held against me or, you know, tried to force me into situations I just really didn't feel comfortable with. You know, she's perfectly fine with me coming in, saying, my, saying a few hellos and sitting my behind in a corner somewhere and just relax. She is perfectly fine with that. And and I love her for it. And her family, same way. They follow suit. I mean, they, you know, they'll come and say hello. You know, it's definitely the pleasantries. Definitely do that. Um, but they don't force conversations, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I think I'm in a better situation than most. I'm not sure that what happened in in any other, in any other family. I, I think I just got the best wife and I think I'm married into the best family that a guy like me could possibly get. So I, I hit the jackpot. Um, um, so let me tell y'all some of the things that I do when these holidays come around, right? How do I, how do I prepare or how do I handle, you know, situations where I'm in it. So I, I got a few things that I do, right? So for one, 
I don't get much rest the night before. Okay. And I know that sounds weird, but, and it's not by choice either. I've, I've kind of stumbled on, upon this, right? Um, I got kids. And so they got me burning candles uh, on both ends a lot of times, right? So like this, this what I'm doing now, like a lot of things I need to do throughout the day, I end up having to do it, you know, in the, in the middle of the night or something like that, you know? So like, I'm, I, I can be extremely tired sometimes the next day. I don't do anything different when the holidays coming up. So for me, if, and sometimes I, I might go a little harder even. And so if, if I need to work the night before, I work the night before. And, I, and, and, it, and I've noticed it, it goes to my advantage because people are extra like, like understanding, oh, he's tired, you know, he's, he's just chilling, he's resting. They'll just totally just kind of leave me alone, which <laughs> mind blown, who would have thought, you know, not, not sleeping or, or not getting enough rest would, would help an introvert, right? It would seem like you would need the opposite. But hey, it works for me, not saying that would work for your situation, right? Um, but here's the second one. I'm always willing to run the errands, right? So I love it when my wife comes to me and says, hey, I think, I think we might need you to go pick up some things. Cool. Absolutely. You know, for one, it gets me a chance to go and, and kind of breathe and, and get that get back into a good space and make sure, you know, and, and check myself, make sure I'm not, you know, recharge these batteries. And it lets me be able to help with, with what they're doing. You know, I don't like feeling like I'm a freeloader just sitting around and cooking all these nice meals or, or you know, doing all these nice things, you know, because my kids, you know, they, my kids are there, so they're getting presents from, from, from the, aunts, uncles, grandma, and all of that, I, you know, I don't, so I'm happy to help. So that's, that's too. So, so it's the best of both worlds for me. Um, so the errands, I love, give me the errands. I'll go run them. I got no problem with that. Right. Um, the next one, my kids, they kind of act as a buffer. Right. So there's been many situations where Whew, I'm getting tired of talking, right? I was, I'm like, man, conversation's about to get to that awkward point where, you know, I kind of want to say, all right, well, done talking here. But people would take that the wrong way, so I don't. But a lot of times my youngest daughter will come in right on cue. My oldest, she off playing somewhere with her cousins, so she ain't thinking about me. But my youngest still at that age where she's all, where if she sees me, she comes running towards me. So boom, there we go. And she comes running in and helps to end that conversation right there. And man, perfect. She is like perfect when it comes to that. Um, next thing is I strategically move around, right? So if you stay in any one area too long, you know, people start to people start to like uh, they start zeroing in on you, right? 
So, and then they start wondering like what's going on and, and all of this. So you want to strategically move around to different spots, right? And, and, you know, it suggests that you are still kind of engaged with the party or whatever's going on. And, and people realize that the, and people know you haven't had a stroke or anything, right? You know, because you, you did in fact move. So, so it helps in a number of ways. Um, and, it, and it deters anybody from asking you what's wrong, right? Because again, that's, that's like a kill. Why aren't you talking what's wrong? But again, like I said, the family I married into, they, they don't, they don't ask those kind of questions, which is great for me. Um, next, you know, I interact with them on social media. I, I interact with the family on social media a lot, right? Um, commenting on, on their posts. Um, I do posts that I know that they, that they'll get excited about because there's, the whole family love the kids, so I make posts about about uh, my kids and some of the funny things they do, and and they they go all in on those posts, and I do it because I you know, I, and I like posting those things, um, but I also do it because I I I want them to know that that, that I, you know I do think the world of them. I don't want them to think because I don't talk at these at the social functions that that I don't like them because that's not the case. You know, so so I interact with them there. And I think social media is like the, you know, it's like a game changer for introverts. It's like a game changer because now I can I can interact from the comfort of my own home or my own space. I can also respond when I want to. I don't have to sit and I don't have to have a constant back and forth conversation. I can just, you know, oh, boom, look at that. I, a couple hours later, I can respond to something and it's okay, right? So, um, I, so I use social media to really kind of, um, kind of not so much build the relationship with them, uh, but but to let them know that that you know that my lack of talking has nothing to do with with how I feel about them, right? So that's how I try to let them know that. Um, last thing I'm gonna give you is is I, I take my recharge time when I can get it. Um, and for me, recharging is not so much sleeping. Um, you know. I, I can, it's hard to, it's hard to describe, but I could, I could sleep for two hours and still be completely recharged um, because that those are different tanks, right? Um, you know, I could be wide awake and not have a, and, and not have an intention in the world to interact with anybody, right? That tank could be completely empty, right? So, so if, if you're an extrovert watching this, right, understand that, that that's two different tanks, okay? That just because I'm wide awake, alert, and even when I'm happy, if I seem happy, it doesn't mean that, that my, it doesn't mean that that tank that I need 
in order to interact with people is full. Doesn't mean that, right? You know, it's it's like a it's hard to describe it, but it's like a whole separate emotion, or or I don't even know if you call it that. It's a whole separate tank. So nothing I do as far as sleeping, or or if something great happened, or if something bad happened, none of that affects the tank that much. Either the tank is full or it's not, right? And what really does affect the tank is I get my alone time. So, so, so for me, sometimes that means I might be up late. If I'm up late, I might be watching a little TV. Maybe I can read a book on my, you know, on your phone. You can, you can read books nowadays, which is, you know, I guess I'm showing my age there by saying nowadays, but. Like I said, I grew up when they were still trying to make left-handed people write with their right hand. So that should, that should kind of let you know how old I am, too. Um, but that recharge time, you know, I, I saved that one for last because that is truly one of the most important things, and it's different for everybody. But it doesn't have anything to do with how much sleep I get, at least for me. You know, I could be dead tired. But I could be ready to have a full-on conversation with you and, and talk with you and hang with you, right? But, you know, it, it's one of those things where I could be totally in a great space, but I don't want to talk to anybody, right? That's just how it works. So it's a totally different taking. I don't even know all the time how to control it. But what I do know is I try to get my alone time when I can because that seems to be involved. I do I do things like I, I love to binge watch series. I, I love to read a, uh, a good book. I, I love to do those things. So, you know, I take that time when I can to do it. Um, unfortunately, I can't take like a specified amount of time, but having a family really doesn't allow you to do that. So I try to get it when I can. You know, look, I don't think the holidays will ever not be a tough time for me. Feeling that pressure from the beginning of October on through the new year, yeah, I mean, it just takes a lot out of me and the guilt to go along with it. Like I've said, it, it's hard not to feel like something's wrong with you because you don't want to be around people during the holidays and, and you don't want to hurt your, your, anyone's feelings because a lot of people can easily take that in the wrong way. Like, like, but like anything else, there's levels to this, right? I, I think I'm on the extreme end of the introvert spectrum, but who really knows? But at some point in time, I suspect every introvert out there has thought that they were extreme. At, at some time or another, they thought they were extreme too. Um, but what I do know is that we are introverts, and we are the true silent majority in this country, right? So it's time to take back our power, right? So until next time, this is Hudson going to lay down and recharge my batteries. Peace out, everybody.